the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to have you with us again. In the last period of time, we had quite few different guests from different places. A few weeks ago, we had people from PNG. Also, we had another guest from Holland. The week before, a wonderful story with a gentleman from Ireland. But today I would like to say welcome again to my guest who comes from Holland too. Welcome, Ria. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to have you with us today and I'm looking forward to hear your story. And um, for our listeners, just uh, to mention again that this program features mainly your walk with Jesus testimonies, stories, and uh, how we experience God in our life. I would like to hear your story, Ria, today. Now, I know that because I interviewed your uh, husband before, you are here in Australia for a holiday, and you may mention that during your story. But yeah, just tell your story, please. My name is Ria Westein Hulleman. And I was born in a Dutch Reformed family in 1938. Around the time of my birth, my parents attended lectures by a Seventh-day Adventist minister for three years. In 1940, during the first year of the war, my father came home one day and told my mother that he had been discharged from his job. At the time he was working at a bakery, and when he told his boss that he could not work on Saturday anymore, because he believed he should keep Sabbath that day, he was sacked immediately. His boss had said, Oh, then I cannot use you anymore. When he came home with this message, my mother said, now we will see how the Lord will help us. After three weeks of not working, there was another baker who needed a worker, and he told my father's boss if he knew somebody. Why don't you take Mr. Hulleman, he said. He is out of a job. My father applied but he told him straight away that he did not work on Saturdays on the Sabbath. That is all right with me, he said. The Sabbath, as you might know, is from Friday sundown till Saturday sundown. So in winter, the Sabbath starts very early on Friday evening and it was the busiest day in the bakery. But in winter time, when the work was not finished, my father's new boss would take over at sundown and send him home. My father was first on probation, but after a while he was employed permanently. And for all the 18 years he worked there, he had Sabbath off from Friday sundown till Saturday sundown. 
And my father's boss, who was himself Dutch reformed, would take over and finish the work. That was a great blessing for the family. Then it became 1944. And right after the Battle of Arnhem, my father, mother and my little brother in his pram went to the marketplace to look at the damage that had been done. Suddenly there was an explosion and all the glass of the big church fell wrinkle the kinkle down which terrified me. In panic I folded my hands and prayed Lord bless this food, Amen. I was only six years old and didn't know any other prayers. When we turned the corner I saw a dead soldier in a pool of blood on the street. Those are things you will never forget. Because of the battle, all the inhabitants of Arnhem had to flee the city. So we were all walking with as much as we could carry of our belongings in a long line out of the city. I was with my father and my little brother was with my mother. But because there were so many people on the road and because my father talked with many acquaintances, he and my mother got separated. We went on to Apeldoorn, 27 kilometers north of Arnhem, and stayed at the home of one of our pastors. The next day we went back to seek my mother and brother. Approximately halfway there was a little farm where a number of people stood talking. We joined them as we saw some neighbors with them. Suddenly there were planes high above us and they started shooting. Later we heard that they were English planes which shot at us because it was not allowed for people to congregate together. My father was hit in his right shoulder by a machine gun bullet that went right through his shoulder from front to back. I was hit by shrapnel in both feet and there was also one person mortally wounded. I remember sitting in the farmhouse with blood dripping from my shoes and I was screaming my head off. My father and I were brought to the hospital in Apeldoorn, where we were both operated on. As it was very busy in the hospital, for there were many wounded, and because my father's injury was very serious, they left him till the following day, and so they could save his arm Otherwise, they would have had to amputate it. We have always seen this as a great miracle, that his arm was left on 
and that he could work in his job for the rest of his life. He was five months in hospital and I was there for six weeks. At the time my father and I were injured, I was just a little girl and I never realized how serious that shooting incident was. I could easily have been killed. When I look back and think about what happened and why I survived, I think God must have saved my life. I will never really know if I was just plain lucky or if God protected me from more serious harm. But I like to think that God protected my father and me and I am grateful to have been able to tell this story because I am still alive. So I grew up in our Seventh-day Adventist family. And from the age of 11, I listened seriously to the sermons and let them speak to my heart. When I was approximately 19 years old, I came upon a text in the Bible, Hebrews 4, verse 7, that says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. That sounded all the time in my head. It did not leave me. So I decided to be baptized by immersion and become a full member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. My job at the time was in a laboratory where they worked seven days a week and I had every Friday afternoon and Saturday off. But I had to work every Sunday. The first two years I worked with a Jewish man on Sunday. He later went to work in Jerusalem at the university. And the last five years I worked alone. When I was 23, a new colleague came to work in the laboratory. I used to go to concerts with classical music. And one afternoon, when I went to the St. Matthew Passion by Bach, we met and talked. We became friendly and talked a lot, including about religion and God. But he told me he was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. Then one Sabbath, I heard a sermon about a man sitting on a bench and a little boy who was winding thread all around him. At first, he could easily disengage himself. But the more he got entangled, the more difficult it was to extricate himself. I thought about my situation with this young man and I decided I could not go on with him because he was an atheist. And before we came further involved, I ended the relationship. This caused me a lot of pain because I liked him very much 
and we both had such a love for classical music. I also changed my job at that time, so we didn't have to see each other every day. I prayed very much in those days that I might meet somebody who would be suited to me and with whom I could talk about the Bible and God. A few months later in a youth camp, I met my future husband, who was also a Seventh-day Adventist. How happy I was to have made the right choice. We have now been married for 52 years, and we are still happy together. When we look back, we see where the Lord has led us, and we are very grateful. It is often difficult to make the right choices. But when you choose to follow Jesus because you love him and keep his commandments, including the Sabbath commandment, God will bless you and keep you. You may remember that I told you about a Bible verse that really impressed me. It was from Hebrews 4, verse 7. It says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. I don't know about your situation, but I want to appeal to you to do what I did. When I was impressed by the words of this verse, I chose to do what God wanted me to do. I gave my heart to him. I knew Jesus gave his life for mine, that I might be saved. I was very happy to know that God loved me, and I have been very happy to have served and honored him for the rest of my life. You may have that happiness too. I hope that when you are impressed to make a decision to do what God wants, that you will make a positive choice like I did. It will be the best thing you ever do. This is In the Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. We are taking a short break and we'll be back. Please stay with us.
was a wonderful song with Jennifer LaMontagne about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the program. We are talking to Ria from Holland and she shared with us a wonderful story how she experienced uh, the Second World War, um, how that impacted her uh, during her early age She took us back in time for a bit, but also she's sharing how she get to know God and how she was uh, in a position to take decisions sometime even to uh, be hurt that she could not marry a man which she loved. Ria, I was so impressed with your uh, story because even myself, I, uh, I went caught in the battle in Romania during the revolution mm -hmm. and I know what that means now thank God that I haven't been hit I did to myself some damage when I throw something in the fire and explode it in my face but that was my own fault but I learned that you've been hit yourself and your father had had been injured how that impacted your faith 
I didn't realize at the time that it had been such a severe injury. But looking back now in time, and you see lots of uh, suffering in the world, and we cannot even comprehend how people uh, have been through the war, for example, Second World War. Now, because here in Australia and Holland, you know, we are not experiencing right now that much of conflict like in other parts of the world. But I'm just thinking, when you look back to your experience, you may apply some of the things in your Christian walk with Jesus, you know, in Christian life, you know, in your walk with Jesus daily. And you may appreciate the life, you know, the peaceful uh, times. Oh, that's true. I often tell my husband, isn't it wonderful that we have had our whole life without war mm. and have peace apart from the first years the rest of our life has been very peaceful mm-hmm. and we are very grateful for that I, we, we realize it and we are thankful for it so many people in this world they actually going through right now mm-hmm. through some of those difficulties and we are longing for um, a time when war suffering Destruction, all those things wouldn't find its place. And we are longing for that everlasting life with Jesus Christ. And as we talk together today in the footsteps of Jesus, I just want to ask you if you like to just say something to our listeners, you know, how you'll encourage them, what you will say to them. You mentioned to your story earlier in the first part, but What would you like to say to them after all your own experience? Some people may be even uh, traumatized by some things which happen in their life, like early in their life has happened to you. Mm. How you will encourage them to have the hope to look forward for something better? Well, I would say commit your life to God and your life will never go wrong. That's so true. Misfortune may happen, but if you keep your eyes on Jesus, he is always there with you and he will help you through everything. That's wonderful, Ria. And I think, uh, yeah, that's, we can't say anything uh, more than that. I mean, keep your eyes upon Jesus. That's a very good uh, Uh, very nice encouragement and dear listeners I would like you to consider that and uh, to share your walk with Jesus and I'm asking you again please contact us through the numbers we provide and uh, we'll be very happy to have you with us and sharing your story because you never know how your story will impact somebody out there thank you for listening to us today again The time is flying again and we are coming to a close. We'll just finish this segment with another song, uh, another wonderful song with Jennifer Lamontagne, which is called Coming Home. Until next time, God bless you and keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.
breathe inside My mind and soul stand in silence At the dawn of a new day My fast is broken I take your word Now all alone I feast in silence On the wisdom Thank、you